Good morning, River Life Church. Good morning and happy Resurrection Day. Happy Easter. This is a, an amazing day. We had a little bit of technical glitches. So the bunny puppies say hello. There we go. Let's get those in there and say hello. Oh, there go the ears. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. Um, so give me a sec while I, I make sure this is actually working. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Is anybody coming on? Okay, yes, we, let's see, we're live. Um, let's see, who's coming in? Who's coming in and saying hi? All right, hello to all of you. We've got, we got 21 of you jumped on already. Um, go, hey, look at all of those. Let's see, Chong and Shannon. Hey, my sister Shannon. Hello to California. Mei Lee. Hello, and let's see, Johan, uh, David, good morning, everybody. Good morning, happy Easter to Sean, uh, Joa, and Tommy. Well, Joa, well, we have got a great, great Easter service planned for you today. Uh, you can see we are all decked up for all you fans of The Good Place. I am channeling my inner Michael here. Um, and, and it is such a special day, I am wearing pants for the first time in a month. No, like not just sweatpants, actual pants, a belt, and everything. Yes, and I'm in a dress instead of my sweats. So it is a very <laughs> special day. Today we celebrate that Jesus rose from the grave to give us new life. Um, he, has, he was raised from the dead so that we too can look forward to being raised from the dead. Amen. Amen. So what what great Easter memories do you have? So before, what's your favorite Easter memory growing up? Well, as little kids and then even into elementary school, um, our town would always have an Easter egg hunt. And I say hunt in quotes <laughs> because they would just take bags of candy and then throw candy out onto the lawn at our central square. And we would just pick it up and put it in our bags. So it wasn't even a, a hunt. <laughs> well, mine definitely was uh, Easter morning uh, Easter baskets. So my parents would always make Easter baskets. Uh, we do an egg hunt in our backyard, and and but those Easter baskets were awesome with like the fake grass mm -hmm. and dyed eggs. But there and there was one thing that was a mandatory piece of all the Rhodes family Easter basket, and that is peeps. There you go, and puppies. And peeps always were a part of Easter for me. So to my sister Shannon, my dad out in California, here's to some wonderful uh, Easter memories. Oh my gosh, how did I eat these? All right. These are pure sugar. Oh my goodness. Wow, that is nuts. Ah, okay. Well, and as, as most of you know, it is mystery egg time. We're going to get to these in just a little bit, but between now and then, we have got some great stuff planned for you. Let's kick it off with this.
amen to that indeed. This is a very different Easter. There's a, there's a great Easter tradition around churches. Um, I am going to say, He is risen. And all of you in all your homes everywhere say, He is risen indeed. And I'm going to add something else. I'm going to add after that, We will rise. And you respond, We will rise indeed. Okay? Are you ready? He is risen. Amen. And we will rise. All right. Hey, wonderful, happy Easter. Thank you for joining us. Um, for everyone who's just joined us, it is a great Easter for the River Life family all across the country to be celebrating together. So with this, I'm going to pass it over to Jeremy Garland, our Kidsman Director, for a special announcement for their... Um, prize winner for this week. Hey, River Kids and families of River Life. Just wanted to say happy Easter and good morning to you. Hopefully you're enjoying yourself at home. Uh, we're going to announce the winner of our giveaway from last week. But first, just want to let you all know we started a new River Kids Facebook page. And I've been posting videos, giving resources and activities there. And uh, as part of that, if you like the page and comment on the videos, you'll be entered for a chance to win a prize. This is our prize from last week. It's Throw Throw Burrito. So I'm going to announce the winner. And the winner is drum roll please we have gabby lee as our winner so gabby lee i'll reach out to your mom and dad and let you know whenever i can get this to you uh, and congratulations i hope you enjoy having some fun playing this dodgeball card game uh enjoy that and enjoy your morning happy easter everyone hi congratulations gabby hey you get to throw burritos and have lots of fun i throw burritos and i get kicked out of chipotle and never to come again Oh, it's just not fair. Well, congratulations on that. Now, our next segment here is going to be wonderful. If you are around at, for our Christmas service, then you might recognize this lady, Joa Lee and her sand art performance. Well, we've got another one for you here. And obviously, we can't quite do it live like we did on Christmas. But here's a recorded performance of hers. Um, entitled Sweet Victory. I feel thorns where my crown was. I'll be weak, but I'm alive from the dust until dawn. Yeah, I'll survive. Cause I got sweet victory Nobody can take it from me Sweet victory Cause I got sweet victory Yeah You see me lip I know you see me lip You can't tell on these CDs Well bro I'm knee deep in it I'm waiting in my weakness He may be deep in it I be lying through my teeth To say I don't resent it even as I write these lines, I'm close to tears. My body ain't been working right for seven years. Miss me with that, keep your chin up, try to smile. Bro, I'm 26, I should feel better by a map. Keep all your anecdotes and cute quotes. I'll pass on cliches for true hopes. It's I feel thorns where my crown was. I'll be weak, but I'm alive from the dust until dawn. Yeah, I'll survive. Cause I got sweet victory 
Celebrating crowns, but I see your crosses. That's the paradox that don't fit in your merit box. You might not understand it. You out in this pair of socks. The victor ain't the one that's winning, seventh inning. Trophies don't go to the ones that got a good beginning. When I say I win, I'm gonna mean stay. I mean, I mean that day when the grace got fade out there. And I win it because I ran with him. Special shout out, thank you to Chua for sharing uh, the story of God and the love of God and her passion with us on this Easter Sunday. Uh, well, we've got another video uh, from someone in our River Life family. See, Easter is all about new life. It's the promise that we don't have to stay stuck. And so next up is a testimony uh, from Philip Yang. And well, I'll just let his story speak for itself. Before I accepted Christ in my life, I struggled with depression and gambling and food addiction. Uh, I pretended to be happy all the time to hide my pain. I 
I was very selfish and always looking for different ways to find happiness, but it was always temporary. And it wasn't easy to talk to other people about my mental health. I, I struggled with um, several suicide attempts. And um, how I got to know Christ is, uh, is a combination of a lot of events. One is my sister, Crystal, who invited uh, my wife and I to go to River Life. I was always skeptical about any religion. I was a strong atheist and and I was always jealous of people who were religious because they seemed so happy and peaceful. They didn't seem like they were faking it like I was. I just enjoyed, you know, meeting Pink Floyd and Pastor Greg and everyone that was there. And I was open about being atheists and challenging people. And they were just, they weren't, they weren't confrontational. They were kind right back at me. And, um, I, uh, I had a breakdown and I uh, went to Las Vegas without telling, telling anybody. And about, about, um, about two months later, my, my wife and my sister Crystal came to look for me. And I was living on the streets and I went to, I went to a park and I don't know how they found me, but they found me, <laughs> they found me at the park um, sleeping and sleeping under a tree. And then they, they brought me back to Minnesota, and that's when I decided to change my life. Did more, th more, 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 uh, more therapy. My sister encouraged me to pray, you know, and I started praying, ask if God is real, show himself. And I decided just to try a different career. I started an apprenticeship uh, to, to be a, a union electrical worker. They had a job at 3M. I met my, cause I'm an apprentice, you have to be partnered up with the, with the experienced journeyman worker. And I met, um, on the Monday I met Ben and we started talking. And it's the second day I met him. He told me he went to a funeral because his cousin committed suicide. And then I started opening up about my depression. And um, we started small talking and do more talking. He's, he's telling me that he's looking forward to going to, he does the, a Bible group for youth, and I, oh, I go to church. I go to a, a CMA church right across the street uh, called River Life. And he goes, "What?" Ben Ben says to me, "He goes to a CMA church. No one says CMA. He says he goes to Riverside Church in Big Lake." And I'm like, "What?" I'm like, I started crying. He started crying, and I'm like, "This is this is God telling me that He is real, and that I can't I can't stop denying Him if." I'm asking for him to be real and to show himself. And so after work, I called Pastor Greg and said, I'm, I want to get baptized right away. I pulled out uh, Romans 12, 9 saying, love must be sincere. Uh, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. So I feel like I really wanted God in my life, all my life without knowing it, but I just wanted it to be sincere. I didn't know it was gonna be so dramatic. Since I accepted Christ, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't been, haven't been suicidal or depressed. I still get upset or sad, but you know, I, I draw on the strength from my new faith uh, to comfort me and to allow me to have more positive energy, um, to try to be a better husband and a father and a better son and a better brother, just 
you know, a better human being overall, um, forgive myself and to forgive others. And I, I accept that being, being Christian doesn't mean I have to be perfect, but I, I have to hold myself accountable and, and, and be better every day. And, and my foundation is just being able to speak out more about mental health and not be ashamed about it because the shame is what keeps you low and God is what brings us up. Amen. Thank you, Philip. Thank you for your honesty, your vulnerability, your open heart. Uh, but most of all, thanks be to God uh, that he saves us. And that's what Easter's all about. Uh, so next up, we are going to pass it over to Pastor Kong for our a special Easter scripture reading. Good morning, River Life Church. It's Kong, the associate pastor. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. And I'm so glad that you get to be a part of this service this morning to celebrate that. We're going to go into our scripture reading and we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And before we read this, I want to give you a little context of what's going on. The Corinthian church had tons of individuals who had gifts and talents. And you figure a church that were, you know, had gifted individuals and talented people, they would contribute to the church and make it great. Unfortunately, the Corinthians were divided because they wanted to see who had the most important gift, who had the most important talent. And so Paul writes this letter reminding them that they need to be rooted in what's important. They need to be rooted in Jesus' love. And so that brings us to, to chapter 15 here where Paul reminds them of the foundational truths of what it means to be a Christ follower. And so as we celebrate Easter, which is such an important holiday in, in the Christian faith, it is a reminder to all of us of what it means to be a Christ follower. And so the passage is going to be put on screen. And to continue to celebrate Easter, I'm going to invite you to read along with me. And so we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 9 and 12 through 20. So let's read together. This is what it says. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James, and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I am not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. But tell me this, 
Since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying that there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. And we, apostles, would all be lying about God, for we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there is no resurrection of the dead. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Indeed, Christ has been raised from the dead. Amen. There you go. There's some Easter uh, wor word of God for you and some Easter hope. Uh, so next up, we're going to move into something we've been doing for the last few weeks, our read-along prayer. And this is an ancient prayer and a special Easter prayer. And so we're going to throw it back to Pastor Kong. And this time, he's got a special guest. Hi again. We're going to go into our read-along prayer, and I've invited Pang, my wife, to join me. This prayer is from St. Gregory the Great. We invite you to pray with us. The prayer is going to be on screen, so you don't have to close your eyes to pray with us. We actually hope that you'll keep your eyes open to pray with us. Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, by your radiant and magnificent resurrection, you broke the bonds of death and rose from the grave as a conqueror. You reconciled heaven and earth. Our life had no hope of eternal happiness before you redeemed us. Your resurrection has washed away our sins, restored our innocence, and brought us joy. How inestimable is the tenderness of your love. Amen. 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 Well, it is almost mystery egg time, but first, we have got something incredible and really special for you. So Johan and the worship team put together a little something for your Easter worship. So sit back and let's sing some songs to our God. Happy Easter, River Life Church. Let's all worship together.
Sin had left a grave. 
Thank you, Johan, and thank you, worship band, for sharing that amazing medley with us. Well, it is mystery egg time, so grab your bags. Um, if you got kids, and, and grab, bring them along, bring them toward the computer, the TV, your phone. Um, I, if the eggs aren't already scattered all across the floor by now, um, but but let's let's go for this. So in this bag. There are nine numbered eggs, and those nine numbered eggs tell the story of the last week of Jesus' life. Now, if this story is familiar to you, I hope these little eggs will breathe some new life into it. And if this story is new to you, enjoy it and be amazed. So let's begin. Let's find egg number one. Uh, for adults, it's yellow, just like this. And for kids, it's multicolored and it's got some plastic around it, like this. Okay. And and kids, you 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 you, uh, you might need some help from your parents getting this plastic off. So go ahead and open it up. Well, the adult egg has a leaf, and the kids' eggs. Let's see. There's a little donkey. See, these two things were part of what's called Palm Sunday. And it's the day when Jesus entered into Jerusalem. And so here's what scripture says for you. And, and adults, as, as I'm reading, take these little palm leaves and wave it up in the air. And kids, take your little donkeys and march it right across into Jerusalem. Here you go. The disciples brought the donkey and placed their cloaks on it for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd cut branches from the trees and spread them out on the road. The crowd shouted, Praise God! Hosanna for the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! See, with palm leaves and, a, and riding on a donkey, the people were throwing him a royal parade. But, see, Jesus wasn't going to be that kind of king. Instead, he was riding, see, he wasn't riding on a big majestic horse. He was riding on a simple, lowly donkey. He wasn't going to be the type of king they expected. Now let's find egg number two. Uh, so this one's orange. Egg number two. Go ahead and find it. Let's open this up. Oh, you might recognize these from church. This is one of the communion cups that we use. And it has a little wafer and some juice. And then for the kids' bags have a little blessing animal, also known as an animal cracker. So, you see, these two things, what we call communion, it started out as something very different. See, a few days later, then after that entrance, that majestic and unmajestic entrance, a few days later, um, Jesus gathered with his disciples for a Passover meal. And this was a Jewish ritual. It was a holiday, and it was a really special holiday. 
Um, but this one, this was Jesus' last supper with his disciples. Here's what the Bible says. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant, new promise in my blood, which is poured out for you. See, with these familiar objects, well, not the animal cracker, um, but he was foreshadowing to the disciples what was about to happen. And he was giving them something to remember him by. So we're going to take communion together. And if you're a believer in Christ, I encourage you, you can join us. And if you're not, that's okay. You can join with us in, in heart and in spirit. And if you've got some kids who, who might be too young to understand Jesus, well, then that's what the animal cracker is for. So let's take communion together, River Life family. Uh, this little cup has two flaps. One of them is a little clear flap. Go ahead and open that up. And you can get to the wafer. Jesus said this is the body of Christ. His body that was broken for you. And we eat this in remembrance of him. Now there's another little flap, a foil flap here. And Jesus said, this is his blood that was spilled for you. We drink this in remembrance of Jesus. And then you can eat the animal cracker. Well, that was Jesus and the disciples' last supper. Let's open up egg number three. This is a green egg. Looks like this. Go ahead and open it up. Look, it's a little tiny set of praying hands. See, this represents a time when Jesus prayed really, really hard in the Garden of Gethsemane. Let me read it to you. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus prayed to God that he didn't have to die. He prayed that, th that there would be some other way. But ultimately, he obeyed. And in that prayer, he gave us one of the best prayers we could ever pray. Not my will, but yours, God. Now let's go to the next egg. Find number four. Dig around. Let's find number four. It's a blue egg. Found it? Go ahead and open it up. It's a coin. Now, why a coin? See, while Jesus was in the garden, one of his disciples, one of his friends, took a bribe 
of, of 30 silver coins just like these to tell the religious authorities where Jesus was. And it got Jesus arrested. Here's when, what happened. Then one of the 12, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. And that's exactly what he did. Hold that coin in your hand. Feel its weight. Jesus, Judas sold out Jesus for about 200 bucks. What's your price? Let's grab the next egg. This one's pink. Number five. Number five egg. Got it? Go ahead and open that up. Okay. What do we what do we have here? Okay. A purple cloth and a little rubber bracelet. Well, this little rubber bracelet represents a crown. And this purple cloth represents royal cloth because only the kings and emperors, only royalty could, could afford purple cloth. Well, why these? Well, when Jesus was arrested and tried as a criminal, he was charged with being the king of the Jews and the soldiers mocked him for it. Here's what the Bible says. They stripped him and put a purple robe on him then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. See, they teased him and mocked him for being the King of the Jews. Well, it turns out they didn't realize he was, in fact, a true king just not the sort of king they expected. Well, let's go to the next egg. Egg number six, it's yellow. Let's see, here we go. There, egg number six. Go ahead and open it up. What is it? Well, it's a little piece of leather. See, not only did the soldiers mock Jesus, but as part of the punishment, they also beat him. They, they took a whip made of leather strips, just like this, like the one you're holding in your hand, and they beat him and whipped him within an inch of his life. Here's what the Gospel of Mark says. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pontius Pilate had Jesus whipped and handed him over to be crucified. Well, let's go to the next egg. Because that's what comes next. Let's see, where's the next egg? This is egg number seven. This one's orange. Egg number seven. Open it up. Well, and here's a cross. To us, this is a symbol for Christianity. You might wear it on a necklace or have it tattooed on your shoulder. 
But back then, that's not what it was. It was the worst form of execution by the Romans. It was torture, plain and simple. And it was excruciatingly painful. Here's what the gospel says. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two criminals, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Look at that cross. Imagine a, a person nailed to that cross and left to die. It's on that cross where Jesus died. He said, it is finished. And he gave up his spirit. And he died. Let's go to the next egg. The next egg is green, number eight. Oh, this one's heavy. Go and open it up. Well, you'll find two things in here. You'll find a strip of linen cloth and a rock. See, after Jesus died, a few of his friends a few of his followers took the responsibility of burying their friend. It was a kind and loving way of saying goodbye and getting some closure. Here's what happened. Joseph of Arimathea took the body, wrapped it in clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own tomb that he had cut out of a rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance of the tomb and went away. And Jesus, dead, sat in that tomb, wrapped in linen cloth with a giant rock rolled across the entrance so that no one could, could disturb him. Well, we've got one more egg left. That's egg number nine. And that one's blue. Go ahead and grab it. But before we open this one, let's read what happened a few days later. At dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are, you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Now, let's open the last egg. It's empty, just like the tomb. See, Jesus' body wasn't there. Jesus' greatest gift was, wasn't that he died to forgive our sins. Well, that is an amazing gift. It was that he rose from the dead, conquering death once and for all. 
You see, Jesus didn't stay dead. And so we don't have to either. He was raised to new life. You can be raised to new life. See, the last egg, the last empty egg, was Jesus promised to you that you can experience resurrection and new life by believing in him. This is the real mystery of Easter. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul. I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we, we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. Then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through Jesus Christ. You know, in a time when death seems all around us, we need to remember, in Christ, death does not win. In Christ, sin does not win. In Christ, sorrow does not win. In the end, Christ wins. That's the mystery, the joy, and the promise of Easter. That when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, death no longer has a hold over you. Sin no longer has a hold over you. You can experience victory in Jesus Christ. You can experience new life in Jesus Christ. Once and for all and every morning. And it begins with saying yes to Jesus. We say yes to Jesus and our eternity is changed. And then every morning we wake up and we say yes to Jesus and our day is changed. We are given new life for eternity and new life for today. That's the true mystery and the true joy of Easter. Well, thank you, everybody. I want to close with one of my favorite Easter videos. And we've played this at River Life a few years back. Um, but one of the great things about being the pastor is I get to choose what videos we play. And it's one of my favorites. So sit back and enjoy.
Jesus, breathe. You feel that? The last breath you took was clogged, choked, stopped. Breathe deep. I didn't forget you, son. I wasn't late. I showed up right on time, just like you did for the dead man. But now it's your time to come out. Look behind you. See the multitudes of people breathing, living, coming out through the door you open. Soon I will lift you up, but not yet. Go, show, prove, restore, laugh. Show everyone what life is. Say to them, wake up, wake up, child, breathe.
Wake up, my child. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to life. See, we may try to restore our lives. We may try to repair our lives. But only Jesus Christ can resurrect our lives. Only Jesus Christ can bring dead things back to life. And that, friends, is the promise and the hope and the mystery of Easter. That in Jesus Christ are the dead things in our lives and our own deadness can be brought back to life. So today is a day to say yes to Jesus. Our mission at River Life, we talk about hope, healing, and growth for second and third gen mom. And there's no day that embodies that better than Easter. So say yes to Jesus today. And as we close, we close today with a blessing like we do every Sunday. So I want you to open up your hearts, open up your hands, take your hands and put them out. Because I am going to act on God's behalf. Because he wants to bless you. He wants to call you out of the grave and bless you with these words. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Happy Easter, everyone. He has risen. He has risen indeed. From our home to yours, I love you, River Life family. God bless. Have a wonderful Easter.